Bush, uh, welcome along to the podcast. Uh, I, I addressed you like that because I can't see you. Not been able to see you since, uh, like, late December. That's uh, weird, isn't it? Literally not seen each other. When we finally meet in, in, a, in like, a month's time, it could be like that. Do you remember that movie Summers, Summersby? Yeah. Where uh, someone turns up and he's, he's come back from the Civil War, but it's, it's definitely not the bloke. Yep. He's pretending to be the bloke. Do you know what I mean? I'm just wondering whether this time apart, okay, whether this time apart has has meant that you and I have lost our ability to sort of transmit thoughts to each other without speech. Okay, because we are known for our ability to have uh, what is called in psychic circles ESP. That's it, that's it. So I'm inviting you at the beginning of this podcast just to take a little bit of a moment, moment of silence. I'm stood here in the studio with our producer, Adem. I want you to Sorry. just have a little bit of a thought about what you might want me to do right now. Smack it- him in the face. <laughs> No, not that. Okay. Unfortunately, um, our ability to transmit to each other has gone a bit because I'd got a rolled up piece of paper. Oh, oh. But look, I mean, I've ruined the whole... I I, I didn't pass the test for psychic powers. That's fine. But don't miss out on this opportunity for a little game of producer Adem, William Tell. Adem oh. spinning around on one of our office seats and you can smack him in the top of the head with a paper ball. What about Mate, that? I, ju- I, just, I literally just threw it and it hit his right shoulder. I'll let you have that one. Fantastic. There you go. you still got it. you still got it. <laughs> Come back soon, mate. <laughs> Listen, welcome to a brand new week of Home Time Shows. At the very start of the hour there, I was just comparing you Monday to a game of football. And it is important because Monday sets the tone for the rest of the week. Do you know what I mean? And at the start of a football match, you keep the first bit of the game tight, avoid any silly mistakes, don't concede, and it lays the groundwork for the rest of the game, a.k.a. the rest of the week. Hear me out here. My Monday was going great. This is the reason why I'm talking about this. It was going great, Guns. I would say first 15, 20 minutes of a football match, I was looking good. It was looking promising. Uh, We had leftovers from the roast dinner at the weekend, so I thought I'll make bubble and squeak earlier on. With a fried egg on top, went down a treat. My 11-year-old came and looked at it whilst I was cooking it in the frying pan. She said it looked disgusting, but then ate all of it. So I was winning. Yeah. My Monday was going great. Then I snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. I left the pan on accidentally with our infuriating induction hob that I hate more than anything on this planet because it's my nemesis. And it melted a plastic spatula all over our brand new pan and I'm in the doghouse despite earlier on I don't I, I feel like I went into half time two or three one up and I end up losing the game in the last couple of minutes it's a Monday mishap as an aside you're there using a spatula a kitchen implement that I have long campaigned to be an item of home time merchandise but that's an aside that's an aside <laughs> it's true <laughs> everyone needs a spatula uh, you, well, you shouldn't, shouldn't spatulas be shouldn't spatulas be like heat proof really I would have Don't thought so I would have thought you'd want a, a, a wooden handle maybe saying Bush and Ritchie home time down it or something or other and then you'd want like the, the, the plastic part of the, the spat. I never like, it should be heat proof though, right? It shouldn't melt. Yeah. I, 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 excuse me for being presumptuous, <laughs> but I just didn't think a spatula would melt <laughs> if it was put in a pan. When you're supposed to use spatulas in pans, right? To flip eggs. I agree with stuff. you. I yeah. agree with you. I agree with you. That's your it Monday. It still, still sticks in my craw. That's it, the problem. It's your Monday mishap. I am, I am here back in the studio for the first time since late December and it was, it was going well at home this morning, looking forward to returning back into the studio.
until I then walked down to the train station and the trains cancelled because of signalling problems. Oh. And very, very quickly, that whole kind of like, oh, a little bit of normality... I wish I was back home in the bedroom broadcasting uh, <laughs> broadcasting from there onto, onto the little microphone and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, that's my Monday mishap. A whole three months of not catching the train and the first one that you catch, signalling problems. This is, it's a nightmare, but be careful what you wish for, Richie, because I can sn- still smell burnt plastic even three floors upstairs right in the loft here. That's what metal spatulas are for, Bush, says this particular text. Uh, <laughs> 8, 12, 15, no. if you want to get in touch with your Monday mishaps. <laughs> That's not fair. Helen in rugby says, Guys, this morning my shower decided it didn't want to turn off. No matter how many times I punched that button, the water kept running. So I currently have an electrician in my bathroom fitting a brand new shower. What about that? It's like a bathroom version of how? Electricians and water. Not not natural bedfellows either, which is uh, which is a tricky one. Uh, Loey's hanging on. Uh, explain to us what's what's been the mishap today then, Loey? Oh, uh, no, just my daughter has trouble pronouncing these and she pronounces them peas but a new uh-huh. child has joined her nursery and the child's name is Venus which apparently made for quite a tricky day yes kicking off in the background <laughs> yeah showing what so she's I learned I don't really know how to adjust that word <laughs> all right Bella, enough <laughs> it's hard work this parent in Lark isn't it isn't it hard work yeah it's not easy and Sorry, I'm just driving at the moment. That's okay. There's you thinking it was going to be easier, her going to nursery, and it's turned out it's not. Yeah, not at all. Uh, Boo says, I went to work and remembered I wasn't meant to be there yet when I got out of my car, which was nice. Imagine that. It's like having a nightmare. And SJ says, I washed a brand-new batch of pristine work shirts and my wife's red bra was in the wash too and they've all turned pink. <laughs> a new direction. new direction for him. Uh, Joe is hanging on. Explain to us your Monday mishap, Joe. Oh, I managed to punch myself in the face. <laughs> please, please uh, elaborate on how that happened for us, Joe. Right, well, I was putting a, a roll of heavy roofing material onto the back of my van mm-hmm. and the wrapper, the plastic wrapper, managed to split halfway through, causing me to punch myself in the face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whereabouts on the face are you hitting yourself? Is it? Are we talking right on the conk here, or are we sort of like saying flush on the the cheek? What's what's the deal? Uh, just just to the left of the old trumpet. <laughs> cheek, cheek Good bone, on you. Nose bit bit red, but no damage caused. What's what's it like to actually punch yourself in the face? I've never done it before. It must be exhilarating. Yeah. It's strange. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. It's a bit of, a, bit of a shock. <laughs> you know. Uh, what has this been like as roofing weather today, Joe? Uh, yeah, fantastic. Nice okay. Have you been cold? Have you been a little bit? I know it's been nice at the weekend, but have you, have you been cold today? Has it caught you by surprise how cold it is today, Joe? It's, where I've been, it's been not, not too bad. Sun's been shining. Well, one one final question, just ahead of six o'clock and uh, an announcement on the show. Would you, as a roofer, you know, you strike me as hard as nails, chap, Joe, would you would you still be wearing the big coat in this weather? Uh, nah, nah. Just jumper and uh, occasional woolly hat first thing in the morning, but not the big coat. Interesting. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's hard as nails. He's punched himself in the face, <laughs> but he's just carried on working for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Joe. Cheers, lad. 
Right, so time to find out about the big cliffhanger that we went into the weekend with on Friday's show, our weekend cliffhangers, where you tell us something that's going on over the weekend and we get back in touch with you uh, on uh, Monday's show to find out what happened. Let's catch up with Martin. Uh, Martin, remind us, what was the drama going into your weekend? <laughs> drama was I just had a full hip replacement on Friday and I came out to see you there went into recovery and straight up in the ward and I just looked at uh, Twitter, saw you shout out for strange things that's happening and said, I've just had a hip first surgery. Fantastic. What a hero. And you were literally making the call with one of them plastic name tags on you like a freshly born baby. We appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But not the same size, clearly. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely, yeah. So it's, uh, it, was a, it was a hell of a thing, mind. It really was. And I'm home now, so... Uh, Operation Friday, walking by Saturday, sent to him on Sunday. So, oh, it's a brand new Craig David song for you right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, Martin, the, quest, the question is, yeah. what have you done with your Monday? Uh, honestly, I've been out exercising, I've been out walking uh, to try and get Kids. the strength built up. Uh, so, absolutely, huge, huge shout out to the NHS staff who were absolutely first class. And then, uh, obviously, I'm in the fire service and your chief fire officer's been uh, messaging us constantly, making sure I'm OK. And my gaffer, Andy Blow, has also been messaging us, so lots of shouts out. And especially oh. my parents, my parents, who have joined my bubble and they've let me into their house and I'm staying here for a few weeks. So, oh. so they can look after oh. me. So You've been well looked that. after then, uh, my friend. That absolutely, sounds good. Guys, well, one quick question. Yeah. Um, yeah. Will you be setting off, uh, like, airport security alarms, like metal detectors <laughs> then, if you go abroad in the future with your hip? Well, I, I, do, I haven't asked that question yet, but I would imagine so, because it's half the hip replacement is titanium, and the other half's, uh, I don't know, ceramic or polymer. Uh, but one bit of it's titanium, so every chance that, yeah. But I'm sure the, the foot-long scar on my side will give it away that there's something happened down there. <laughs> Martin, another very uneducated question. Bush and I, neither of us are medically minded, but uh, yeah. you are the man there who's who's in the midst of all this. Absolutely. So, like over, like, over the last fortnight, I've had builders in at my house and we've had a big beam put in because there's been some building yeah. work. So that's, you know, it's, it's heavy stuff, metal. So do you feel any sensation that one of your hips is heavier than the other? No, no, no. no. And I actually can't even feel anything that's there. But that's a bizarre thing. Uh, there's absolutely zero hip pain, zero feelings if there's anything there. It's it's quite bizarre, to be fair. But no, there definitely doesn't feel like I've got an RSG hanging out my backside. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's good to know. The way to test it is just to have a walk in the local park. And if you bear right, then it probably is a bit heavier than the other one. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. Mine, you're a good sport. We're, we're delighted you're uh, up and about. Well done. No worries, mate. Good to hear from you, lads. Thanks again. I saw a zebra on Saturday. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a second. <laughs> Zebras in where? <laughs> and a camel. I better explain. I better explain. And this this was um, a rather sort of niche opportunity for me. So over the last fortnight, building work at home, stayed at me dad's empty flat in central London, which meant that on Saturday we were very, very, very close. Our, our closest park, we were fortunate enough, was Regent's Park. So I went for a long walk. Oh, wow. Long walk into Regent's Park. And here's the thing, right? Regent's Park is the home of London Zoo, which at the moment, much like so much 
is closed. Can't see any of the animals. Well, you can if you walk round the edge of it. <laughs> so, cheap entertainment, Bush. And, uh, Very cheap. A fair bit cheaper than, uh, than if it was open and we were paying to go in. I have gone in before and it's amazing there. Look forward to going back when it's all open. But so, I was just walking around the edge of the park and you could see through the fence, you could see giraffes, you could see zebras, you could see camels. Wow. It was at this, this time where we're all still trying to find some kind of way to keep ourselves entertained or keep kids entertained. For this particular circumstance of being in central London, it was cheap entertainment. Hey, I wonder what the uh, the animals are like when they, they're not being watched. They know they're not being watched. So they they acting differently? Are they, like, chilling out and chatting, leaning on the wall? A bit like a Gary Larson cartoon when the cows are standing up chatting and then back down on all four hooves when someone drives by? Well, I have to say, I mean, I'm no Johnny Morris if you're going to talk about animal magic, which is playing in the background. One for the kids there. There's um, one for the kids. But um, I'd have to say they look very relaxed. Yeah, I'll bet. I bet, I bet they're just like, just chilling out, like off, you know, just, you know, like uh, when you have on those days at work where you're not open to customers, you're just cleaning all the pots and pans and stuff. Let's now, give it a good clean, good wipe down. Now, I don't want anyone to misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not in a million years saying, oh, go into London. You can't do that at the moment. I was, I was there, I was, I was lucky. But there may be something that's going on around where you are or something just in your home that you have found has turned out to be very, very cheap entertainment as we all try and find like something different as the hours go by just to keep ourselves entertained would love to hear about it on the show tonight uh, I'm going to say one word right and this, this has been one of the best cheap bits of entertainment right the way through all three lockdowns in our house boxes <laughs> our youngest daughter Thea loves sitting in a box it's a spaceship it can be a bus it can be a car and it's weird and it's a shame as an adult if you get in a box and start doing car noises people kind of look down on you or start to worry about you a little bit and I think that's a shame <laughs> Kids love it. Hey, and if there's one thing that actually has sort of like uh, taken off, it's, it's home deliveries and, uh, and boxes yeah. arriving in the households over the last year. So there's plenty of them around. Boxes, cheap entertainment. Well, there's, and I would I would urge anyone listening to this right now, if you're a grown-up, go and sit in a box tonight. Draw some wings on it or whatever. Or do do the dials with all the buttons and that kind of thing. Why as grown-ups are we not allowed to enjoy it as well? Do it. Uh, Nate has tweeted housework. He says, my four-year-old loves a handheld mini hoover. Loves it. Spends Ooh. at least an hour crawling around sucking up crumbs. It's, it's like a modern version of uh, kid chimney sweeps. Joey, it's that kind of thing, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. When when did when did that end? when did that wrap up the whole child chimney sweep industry? Because you know, plenty of people getting wood burning ovens and stoves and stuff like that these days. It could be you know bang back in there for a bit of business. <laughs> Keep us posted on that, Nate. Uh, Annie says my neighbours provide cheap entertainment by arguing, but not quite loud enough to make out every word, so I never know whose side I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Debbie Lewis from my old haunt of Newton Abbott. In fact, I failed my first driving test in Newton Abbott. Has been on text. She says, "Guys, I like standing by my behind my husband on the electric scales as he weighs himself in the morning. He still hasn't twigged it yet. That's so cruel, but I love it. It's cheap entertainment. You're quite right. It does also go in the cruel entertainment category, but we'll take it. Uh, Carl, what have you got for us? Yeah, well, um, Saturday, I had my kids on a Saturday, and Saturday before last, they were playing in the garden. And my little girl was like, Daddy, why are there so many bottles in the garden? I said, well, what you do is you save them all up. <laughs> Start the bottles. Um, then you take them to the recycling and they reuse them and this, that and other. And I said, I'll tell you what, when you're at Daddy's next Saturday, 
we'll go to the bottle bags and put them in the bottle bags. She's like, yeah, that sounds brilliant. Uh-huh. So, um, wow, so... Yeah, we collected loads of bottles and um, went down there and stuck them all in. So they absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. Fantastic. So you, so the, the, the sheer volume of your Stouford Press bottle collection uh, was mainly because of a science and ec- ec- ecology experiment that you could show your kids, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Definitely sounds a good enough excuse to me. Carl, I've been in the situation that you've been in and you are aware the trade-off of this is that your kids have, during the week, been saying, I can't wait to go to the bottle bank with Dad at the weekend. You are aware how that sounds? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'm just checking. But it's all in the name of recycling. That's, That's it. what I say. That's absolutely. It. You're our favourite eco warrior, Carl. Keep on trucking. Keep fighting the good fight. <laughs> Take it easy, boys. Uh, Mark, tell us what you've been doing. Yeah, I've been writing loads of poetry, and uh, I'm not a poet, obviously, but yeah, it helps me uh, relax and um, adds a bit of entertainment to the family. You know, the family. Uh, for nothing. What process is this in terms of your creative process? Have you got a notebook that you carry around with you? Do you have to go upstairs yeah, to Ryan? Yeah. Do you write on a typewriter? Yes. No, it's a notebook. Uh, I've got a black book. Uh, they can. It's quite interesting because they can come in at any particular time. I can be inspired, so I have to write them down. Or other times it can take a, an absolute age to get the poem uh, onto the onto the paper and to make it work. Do you have one in your head or close to hand that is uh, one of your favourites you'd like to share with the, the highbrow home time audience? The highbrow home time audience <laughs> didn't need to laugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I do. Uh, <clears throat> it's called Escape. Go on then. Poetry in lockdown. Not much else to do. Had to get some words down. Get a message over to you. Escape can be found. Please don't feel down. You'll never be alone if you're friends with a poem. Oh, that's Mark. fantastic. What a, what a heartwarming message as well for everybody. Yeah, I thought, and that's why, that's why I thought I'd give you that one, because um, if you are friends with a poem, you genuinely will never be alone, even if, if you live alone, of course. But Mark, love it. I it. think it's brilliant. It's fantastic. Good, good job, fella. Oh, I've got loads. Tons, millions. There'll be a book coming. But- I'm Alex Richardson. We now head over to the steps of One Golden Square, where Home Times Bush and Ritchie have prepared a statement regarding the Big Coat Protocol. Since autumn, we have been advising listeners to the Home Times show to wear their big coat as part of the Big Coat Protocol, an advisory service that we run because of the love and care we have for you all. With the sun shining in the lead-up to the weekend and forecasts showing it was to continue to do so over Saturday and Sunday, it was with excitement that we were readying to revoke the Big Coat Protocol on this evening's Home Times show. However, following a meeting of the HOBRA committee this morning, we are here to announce that the Big Coat Protocol is to remain in place for the immediate future. Uh, With temperatures expected to drop throughout the week, we do not want to put our audience in a position where they're on a socially distanced walk in a light jacket and starting to feel a chill. Now, believe us when we say light jackets are coming, but we must first all be patient and not wear them before the time is right. Stay tuned to the Home Time Show here on Absolute Radio, the only place to hear the roadmap to the much-awaited 2021 light jacket season. So there you have it. For now, nothing changes. Slightly pointless. More news when we have it.
So there you go. There's the podcast in the bag. At the very beginning of the podcast, you will have heard uh, Richie fire a paper ball at our producer, Adam, hitting him on the shoulder. I just want to, it really took me back to my school days, though, and this is, this is really bad, and I shouldn't have done it, but did anyone else listening used to do a thing where they would get two pens, get two people to hold a pen each, stretch a really big elastic band from one pen to the other, tightly pack up a paper ball and create what we called at school the super gun? Now, is that a hint for me to get two pens and... <laughs> <laughs> Wait till I'm in. Wait till I'm in, uh, Richie. We'll, we'll get him. 